This episode, steak tartare. Hey, say it right. It's tartare de boeuf bistro. Oh, settle down. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. If I got to pick my last meal on planet Earth, it would be steak tartare. Oh, so in other words, the cookbook writer wants a dish that doesn't need any cooking. <laughs> well, hey, at that point, I figure I'm about to become raw meat, so I might as well eat some raw oh, meat. <laughs> excellent. I just hope there are no worms involved. Um, well, mm. but seriously, all kidding aside, we do eat a lot of steak tartare at our house. In fact, we have a standing New Year's Eve date for steak tartare with two friends. We have bridge, red wine. Lots and, <laughs> and lots of red wine. And the steak tartare. And lots of bridge. And these chocolate chip cookies. Oh, these vegan chocolate chip cookies. I know, I know, I know. Here we're talking about steak tartare and I'm talking about vegan cookies, but these vegan chocolate chip cookies that Bruce makes. Oh, my God. We'll cover them in another podcast. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we thought we'd put up this podcast to celebrate our annual New Year's Eve tradition. So what do I do first? First, you have to grind the meat. Oh, I thought this didn't involve any cooking. Okay. Have it's you preparation. Been out, it's not cooking. Yeah. Have you been out, as I have, on to recipes online? I mean, I've been out to the really tony food sites, and so many of them use hamburger to make steak tartare. Okay, first of all, I barely want to eat that pre-store ground stuff under the cellophane mm, with the diaper mm, under the meat. Mm, pink even, slime. Even mm. if I'm cutting it, mm. cooking it. But if you're going to <laughs> eat it raw, no, no, no. We are going to grind our own meat so that we know what is in it and we know what kind of Are we going to put pink slime doing. in it? No, we're not putting any pink slime in it. Darn it. So, okay, I can grind the meat. I'll do that. But only for steak tartare, I am not stuffing sausages. Not yet. Just wait to see what's ahead in our little culinary adventures. So Mark is just about done grinding up his one and three quarter pounds of beef tenderloin that he's trimmed to within an inch of its life. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Well, first of all, it's live because it's raw. So <laughs> a good vet could probably save this. And yeah, trimming. My God. Gosh, I took off every little bit of silver skin, every little bit of white bit. Bruce had me just scaling the meat, practically running the knife slowly along the surface plane and picking off every little bit. There is nothing more disgusting in beef tartare than errant bits of fat or gristle or silver skin. Ooh, I that's, love errant gristle. <laughs> that's just that's just bad technique. Really bad form and really bad taste. It, it is. So you did a great job of the trimming, and it's all ground up beautifully. So now it is time for you 
to whip up the dressing for this beef tartare. Right. And remember, you don't have to write this recipe down. You can just go out to our website. It's bruceandmark.com. This is Bruce's original recipe for steak tartare. And in my opinion, the finest steak tartare I have ever had. Oh, weren't you sweet? Sure. In a second bowl, (laughs) don't get used to it. In a second bowl, I'm going to whisk together a half a cup of olive oil. That's a lot of olive oil, but I should say this serves about six people. And it was the meat didn't have a speck of fat, so we're putting fat back in. Right. So a half a cup of olive oil, three large egg yolks, a quarter cup of minced chives, two tablespoons of yes, of ketchup, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, a tablespoon of minced, drained, and rinsed capers, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, and several dashes of Tabasco sauce or a hot red pepper sauce of your choice. I guess uh, since we're done with this, I should say, or you should say maybe something about raw eggs. Well, yeah, you're eating not only raw beef, but you're eating raw eggs. And I know there's all you know safety, health issues with raw eggs. Um, so one way to be to sort of accommodate that is to make sure you know where your eggs are coming from. If you live near a farm where you can go get local eggs so you not only know the farmers, you actually know the chickens, that's really great. Um, if I have to buy them in the supermarket, I will look for the organic ones. I'll look for no chemicals, no drugs, no hormones. I'll look for cage-free. I'll try and buy the best eggs I can find. And if you're really concerned about this kind of thing, you can sometimes find pasteurized eggs pasteurized eggs in the shell yeah you're not talking about egg beaters no 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 in the shell eggs that have been pasteurized they sell these often for people on chemo or in immune compromised systems but now they're kind of found in a lot of big stores and you can always find those and use those egg yolks for this dish but let me also say something about beef safety we buy our beef from a local beef farm, and I'm pretty sure of its quality and its uh, viability, yeah, you let's just say. You should never eat anything raw unless you feel comfortable with where you got it from. Let me just all go back one second, too. If you're on chemo or have a compromised immune system, you probably shouldn't be eating anything raw at all. No, of course but, not. So assuming that you are you have the doctor's permission to eat tartare, you still— But I didn't say you could eat tartare <laughs> on chemo. I just said why they sell pasteurized uh, okay. egg yolks. Oh, okay. That's good, all good, good. I was saying. Okay. So if you're going to um, have raw meat, there are a couple of things you could do besides if, besides getting it from a local farm. Um, if you're going to the supermarket, of course, buy the organic. It's always a better chance that you're going to have you know better quality meat. But, you know, sushi restaurants in some states have laws where they have to deep freeze their, their raw fish for a certain amount of time to kill off any bacteria or parasites. Well, the same thing works with beef. So if you're using tenderloin, you can put it in a deep freeze for a week and that But we're help. talking a really big deep freeze. We're not talking about your freezer. Probably. No, no, not your freezer set on zero. Your chest freezer in the basement set on negative 10 or negative 20. And a week at that will lower the bacterial or parasitic load. Um, and that is one way to make it a little safer. But again, don't eat anything raw that you're unsure of. How far can I do this in advance before people come over? I like to do this actually in the morning. And I just put plastic wrap right on the surface of it to keep it as fresh as can be. I put it in the fridge and it'll be fine. Same with the dressing, right? Yep. I do them at the same time, separate bowls, keep them separate, plastic wrap right on the surface of both. And then right before you're going to plate it is when you mix them together. Wow. Uh, Okay. Really, it it honestly is easy. 
Um, some people grind the meat, and I should say some people are into the hand chopping of the meat, and some people take two knives. And oh, they, the Chinese method. Yeah, <laughs> and they really go at it on the board. I've seen some people who really prefer it, but you use the coarse setting on the grinder, I right? love the coarse setting because it gives me a little tooth. The pieces are a little bigger. It's not as pasty, and I actually don't like the meat finely chopped by hand. That it, That's just a texture I'm not fond of with tartare. I like it with the uh, coarse grind. Okay, so where's the effort in all this? Well, I think the effort in getting this together is going to be in the plating of it because it was really easy. We ground it and we made the sauce, but to plate it is everything. So, you know, a lot of French restaurants, they just take two little spoons and they make beautiful canals, and that's a, a lovely technique to do. But I like to take a ring mold, a three or four inch ring mold or a biscuit cutter. I put that in the middle of the plate and I pack in the tartare, smooth the top, and then when I lift off the ring, you have a perfect little cylinder of tartare that I cover in cracked black pepper, and then it's also a great thing to cover with a little herb salad. Great, and all it needs then is crunchy bread. I love this no-need graham flour bread that Bruce often makes to serve with steak tartare. We are going to have to do a podcast on that no-need graham flour bread. Oh, great, which means you're going to be baking no-need graham flour bread. We are going to have to have a dinner party in which you make no-need graham flour bread for steak tartare. And now, for my favorite part... Aren't you going to say that dumb part about tasting and judgment? Do I really have to? No, I suppose not. Since there's steak tartare here and... And... I can't wait <laughs> to try some. It's a really delicious thing. Oh, my God. Now, we're using this grass-fed beef from our friends, the Cocker Lines, from their farm. And so this mm. tastes very beefy. Mm. But... I can't tell it. Mm. It's... Now, I know you used your homemade Worcestershire in this also. I did. Which really gives it even more flavor. It was so funny. I love steak tartare, mm. and I could eat it all the time. But if you're going to cook ground beef, I want it well done. Oh, that... Okay, that is disgusting. <laughs> I want a well-done hamburger Ugh. hot, but when Ugh. it's when it's cold, I love it raw. No, no, no. Anyway, I think that this steak tartare is perfect with big red wine. The bigger the red wine the better, like big old California Syrahs or Bordeaux. Oh, a Chateau Neuf de Pop would oh, be good. Oh, well, sure. A Chateau Neuf de Pop. Oh, sure. Oh, well, <laughs> let's go all out then in 89. Uh, but I, or Gigondas or a Vaccaraz, something from down or the south Sable. of France. Oh, Sable. Um, again, or a California Syrah, something from Paso Robles. Notice I said it right yeah, for yeah, California. Yeah. I didn't say Paso Robles. I said Paso Robles. Look how I am. Anyway, I think it's just perfect. I want to say something about the salad that I put on top, though. Um, when you dress your, your your greens or your herb salad that's going on the top, be really careful not to overdo a dressing. Don't do a big, rich egg yolk dressing because that's the same kind of dressings in the meat. Go with something really, really simple. Just a little bit of white balsamic vinegar or even just lemon juice will be enough. So... This is good. Now I get to ask you, what'd you learn today? Well, I still think steak tartare is the finest 
meal around. And honestly, I think all others pale in comparison to yours. Oh, that's very sweet. I Thank mean, you. I have eaten steak tartare all over. We we just came back from a long weekend in Quebec City, and I swear we had steak tartare at every meal. I swear to God. Yeah, we, we even had it with a cranberry vinaigrette <laughs> mixed in in did. one place. And there wasn't any steak tartare to match yours. Oh, it's great. Thank you. What else did you learn? Uh, okay, the worst part of this recipe is trimming the tenderloin. I mean, it, you got to have a sharp knife. If you don't, you're going to shred that tenderloin up. It's going to skip along the surface. You're going to cut yourself. You need a sharp knife to trim off everything off that tenderloin. Anything else? Uh, well, I think I am going to make that no-need gram flour bed for the next time we eat steak tartare. You're on. This recipe for steak tartare is original to this podcast. Just head over to our website, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Steak tartare. I f***ing made it and ate it, and it's still not my last meal.